All right, we are back. It is the Man Fused Podcast. I am Kay Lee, audio producer, sitting here with my co-host, Ben H. What up? What's up? He's a real estate mogul, expanding his real estate company. He was just going over his ideas for world domination. (laughs) Today, I have a few things that I want to discuss. We did get a, um, a letter from a listener. Oh, good. I think you'll find this to be... Very interesting. Okay. All right. This is our 21st episode. I don't know if that's a milestone or not, but the big 21, it's like, we can go out drinking now. That's right. Right. 21 episodes in, we are of legal age. Plus, we need to talk about some shit went down this morning in Japan, a very tragic incident. Horrible. We will get into that. And then we need to talk about what happened in Elberton, Georgia. I would say it's around the Athens, Georgia yes. area. Um, and Elberton is, don't shoot me if I don't have this correct, but I've heard it said that Elberton is like one of the granite capitals of the United That's States. Right. Yeah, it's a very large granite producer. So something happened there with um, the Guidestones. The Guidestones, and we'll get into that. Now, Ben, you were um, at one of your clients' yeah. um, house for 4th of July. I was. You were beginning to tell me a story. Yes. My client and uh, one of my best friends um, just bought a beautiful mountain home in Elijay off of a uh, off of a like a, a river basically it's a giant ass creek it's a giant creek it's called a creek but I, it's a river to me it's got big boulders in it and stuff and yeah man we were there fishing and and having a good time jack was was having a great time and and that's, we had that's a, your son that's my son we had a run in with two snakes that was one of them was incredibly aggressive oh really yeah it was wild so the first snake was just a water snake. And I saw him. I was fishing on the bank. We are fishing for trout all weekend. And I saw his little head pop up, and I was like, snake? So we, we were over there, and we were kind of messing with him. We identified him as a non-poisonous snake, so we weren't trying to you know, mess with him or anything. But we wanted him to swim along. And, um, and he was. And he swam this way, and then he was swimming this way. And like I was in the river fishing, and I could see him like swimming over next to me. But I wasn't worried about it because I knew he was like, coming after me. Right. And I knew where he was. I could see him. And he was a beautiful snake. There's, a, uh, there's like a rock patio up on top of the riverbank. Okay. If you can imagine, with yep. like a fire pit. You're on that patio and you kind of walk down a, a clay hill riverbank where there's a few steps here and there into the river. And how deep from the um, top of the bank yeah. is it? How many steps to get down? Is Probably it like... 12 feet. Oh, so it's down in there. Well, not straight down, though. I mean, it's a pretty gradual, but okay. it's probably a 12-foot riverbank. Are there points on the bank where it just drops straight off? Some, but they're not 12-foot drops. Okay, I mean, this you. is length and depth. You okay. know, it's probably, at its height, two or three-foot gotcha. drops. You gotcha. know. My wife is standing up on top of the stone thing, and uh, we had inner tubes laying around because you can actually drive up the river and get dropped off in an inner tube and then kind of tube back down to the house. Oh, so there's the water's deep enough to yeah. where it'll carry. Yeah, you have to walk through some areas, but yeah. Okay, that's cool. It's cool. My wife lets out this just blood-curdling scream. Oh. And and I look <laughs> up, and she's running. Whoa. And then everybody else starts screaming. Whoa. And and so I what look. What were they screaming? 
And so I look for where the screaming is. And, bro, I'm not kidding. It was a six-foot fat snake okay. with a big head, <laughs> like a freaking big-ass like water moccasin. Oh, shit. Yeah. and Was it a water moccasin? I think so. So it had that, like, um, the, the angled-shaped head? Yeah, dude, and it had a big, fat body. Yeah, that sounds like a water moccasin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a really big, fat body. And so I see this thing. By the time I caught my eye on the snake, it's hauling ass down the riverbank, just basically trying to get away from us. But are you in the river? I'm in the river. Okay. Yeah, but it's not coming toward me. It's kind of going away from me. What would I do anyways? I mean, I have a fishing pole. I guess if he was coming towards me, I'd just swat him with the pole. (laughs) Right, right, right. But the point is that I I didn't know what happened. (laughs) You know, so everybody was like, what happened? And the snake is going up. So anyways, I'm like, Jen, what happened? And I mean, she was freaking shook. She was shook. She's shaking? I mean, scared, yeah. Dude, she's standing on the edge of this rock thing, right? And apparently the snake was directly underneath her feet, but like below the rock, structure and there was like a a hole on the structure where the first stair was and she said the snake came shooting up out oh like it was coming for her face like it was coming to her face like backwards wow and then another person who was standing there said yeah the snake just shot straight up out of that crack where your wife was standing. Oh my god. And then it and then it landed on the inner tube and like bounced up on the inner tube and then like went down in the inner tube and then like shot off of the other oh, side of the shit. inner tube. And you missed all this. Yeah, and this is like a huge water moccasin. You know what I mean? Right, right. To be yeah. that aggressive too. I mean, non-venomous snakes are typically not that aggressive. Well, most snakes want to get away from you, venomous or not, but right. uh but yeah. Well, I the mean, question was, how did he even feel in danger? My wife wasn't standing in front of him. Not, like, for all intents and purposes, he wouldn't have even known she was there. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe she just walked up. or I, Dude, point being, I mean, somebody could have really gotten hurt. Wow. If they were standing with their back to this thing where it decided to come out. I mean, somebody could have gotten bitten. I've got a um, koi pond in my backyard. Yeah. And I have koi fish, and we get a lot of uh, a lot of water frogs, a lot of frogs. Yeah. And dude, there are some times where I will like, because I have a, what's called a skimmer box, right? Kind of like a pool skimmer. It collects dirt and right. leaves. It kind of sucks in shit. Well, right. I get these big ass water frogs that like live in there. And right. sometimes when I have to clean it, I pop the top off. Dude, these things will come shooting out oh of the water God. at my face. Oh, my God. Like, and you're not expecting <laughs> right. it. Right. And it's like, it's scary as shit. Yeah. Because, like, as soon as you pop it, they get freaked out. Yeah. And they jump. And they jump out the water. I've had them just miss my face. I'm, like, doing the Matrix yeah. backwards. Like, uh. now, yeah. It wasn't a snake. This thing was like a viper. Damn, man. Thank <laughs> you, baby Jesus. Thank you, baby Jesus. Sitting like, in your manger. my son. Ben. We got an email from our listener. His name is Eric. Eric is apparently a straight dude. He says, hey, man fused, love the show, listen all the time. Kind of got a situation I was hoping to get your advice on. He said in the past, he's been into what he calls butt stuff. Oh, God. (laughs) But doesn't quite know 
how to ask for his girlfriend to take it to another level. Oh, no. In something called pegging. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't think Ben and I are qualified to speak on this matter. I don't know, looking at Ben's face right now, <laughs> that he wants to speak on this matter. Eric, it, we have wives and children. Yeah, I, I just, I think Eric has found the line. I don't feel qualified to comment on this. Not that there's anything wrong with it. There's certainly not. No, no. But, dude. Ben, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Have you ever been into butt stuff? No, not personally. Okay. No. I mean, I have. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on occasion <laughs> but eric i would never want my girlfriend to peg me <laughs> that right there is just a little maybe too go far. buy maybe go buy one and just leave it on the bed that would probably be our advice <laughs> or or the next time go into your pouch of toys and hand her this <laughs> now that's you Eric. may be surprised that she's open to it maybe she may have wanted it all along it's a dominating type thing mm. and some women might get off on that apparently you would get off on that yeah. i did hear hold on i just have to say this ben and i don't know if you know this getting into this form of play uh -huh. and going to that form of play would be like going from a PlayStation 1 to a PlayStation 4. Dang. So women who have done this find it highly enjoyable. Interesting. And I believe, I guess, if you're into being an astronaut, then um, you would, this might take you to the moon. Maybe so. And back. Maybe so. So, Eric, I think that is about all Ben is comfortable discussing <laughs> on this matter. I wish you luck. Yes. And while we do like your um, stories, feedback, anything you got going on in your life, please email manfuse.com. Absolutely. And check us out. We ain't hating, Eric. Go get your ass play on. Go get pegged. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the Guidestones, Ben. Yeah, the Georgia Guidestones were built in 1980 from an anonymous group represented by one particular person. The people who commissioned this stone structure, which was to be built like Stonehenge. I mean, right. it was incredibly expensive. Stonehenge of the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, from the pictures, it doesn't look all that big. But I would imagine when, in, when you're there in person, they're probably pretty large. Well, 20 feet of... tall. Oh, wow. And it was built to survive basically a nuclear war because the people in the 80s thought at some point in time there would be a mass extinction event on the planet. And they wanted to provide these rules or suggestions to the future of humanity. And this was really interesting because nobody really thought about it for a long time. Nobody really cared about it. But apparently... There are some people out there that, that think it is relative to the goals and the ambitions of the New World Order, the depopulation of the planet, and that being the main thing. 
And a lot of people say it's uh, like like a Satanist. Right. I was about to say the devil's of, work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a Satanist type of thing where you're making a prediction that humanity is going to be extinct or depopulized significantly. And then you're laying out rules. I mean, the rules aren't so bad, but I think the one that really stands out is the first one. Oh, really? <laughs> the first one. There's... Thy will worship Satan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, look, a lot of people thought that. I really don't know if that has anything to do with it, but there are a total of 10. Number one is maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So you think about the planet now, we have what, like almost seven and a half billion people on the planet. So and it's so, so it's saying you want to cut that drastically. You want to cut that down to 500 mil. Wow. Wow. That's a pretty significant. That's a big drop. You'd have a lot less polluting. Guide. Re well, and this is the thing that makes people feel there's a lot of people, elites, like we talk about the party of Davos. We talk about the World Economic Forum. These are the types of things that they talk about as how the future will be. A lot of people believe that the vaccines and viruses that can be manufactured in a lab, so you manufacture a virus, kills a lot of people. Then you hit people with a vaccine. The vaccine kills a lot of people uh, to the tune of 500. about 500 million people. And so this has kind of become uh, something that a lot of people believe is, is a Satanist type of approach to life. The thinning of the herd. Absolutely. Number two, guide reproduction wisely. Improving fitness and diversity. Three, unite humanity with a living new language. What's the language? Yeah, I mean, you're supposed That's... to do one language. Oh. Uniting humanity with one language. I guess in a way, English has kind of done that. The English language has united humans, although there are plenty of places you can go where they don't speak English. Right. It's spoken by more people than any other language. Right, right. And it's more, yeah, it's more diverse because even people who speak other languages in other countries. A lot of them learn English, too. Yeah. For rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah. That's a lot Especially to Especially that tempered reason. Five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. We kind of do that now. We rule our nations internally, and then we have you know, broader global networks. But we don't have one court. Like the United outside. Nations. They would rule on like Russia beefing with they Ukraine. They would prosecute war crimes. Right. That would be the United Nations. Which they're not really doing that with Russia right now. Dude, Russia's very powerful. They've got, you know, allies and they've got a lot of people by the balls, dude. See, this is the problem with the whole green initiative. And I'm not saying that things don't need to be done to control pollution, but you can't take Western societies and make them dependent on autocratic governments' power delivery. You got to develop your own power, right? And that's what Europe has done. They've offshored their All of their power, oil and gas. and gas and you know energy production to Russia, right? And now Russia's you know committing these heinous acts, and While they can't do anything about the it. The balls of Europe. Well, and in Europe right now, actually, what's happening is that they have started. Countries like Germany and France have started saying, hey, listen, we're not going to accept this any longer. And people in Europe right now are preparing for the winter with firewood and things of this nature. Because there's a big fear, like in Germany specifically, because Germany was largely dependent. I mean, I think some neighborhood is 60% dependent on Russian oil. 
which is massive. They are standing up. Yes, they're standing up. Absolutely. Um, And they're looking to other nations, and a lot of people are looking to other nations. Um, Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. (laughs) I like that Yeah, me too. I'm in on that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They they got me on that. Say less. The right to say. (laughs) Say no more. (laughs) Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Personal rights with social duties. So we all have a duty. Sounds like socialism or communism or some shit like that to me. So who is going to point and make into law those social duties? Well, it's like the idea with electric cars where it's like, hey, these electric cars are like iPhones with wheels on them. They're connected to the Internet. They're connected to everything. Tesla can turn your Tesla off, dude. You know, if that becomes a government mandated controlled thing, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't show up to work, you're working for the state, you're working for the government, you missed a day, we'll take your car away, figure out another way to get to work. It's what they do in China. I mean, it's, you know, it's already happening. You know, speaking of Tesla, and actually I was reading an article today, have you ever been in a Tesla when it was self-driving? Yeah, scary. I feel like we almost got into an accident. Because he was showing it off to me. And like we were heading towards this like 90 degree turn. And I feel like he turned at the last moment, dude. The machine. I was bracing for impact. No, the driver. Now, I'm not saying it's not an amazing car. It's the fastest car I've ever been in my life. So I was reading a story today about a father and a son. The son steps out onto um, a crosswalk. And here comes a Tesla at 60 miles an hour, autonomous driving runs over the kid and fucking kills him. Oh, jeez. And the the title of the article was Elon Musk continues to find new ways to kill people. And I have a personal story about this. That's horrible. A couple months back, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever at the time. I'm driving on, um, we have a main, main highway here. It's called 400. I'm going up 400 north. I'm in the fast lane and I look over and there is a dude reclined all the way back in his Tesla with his cell phone. He's holding it up as he's watching YouTube and the car is just driving itself. And I'm looking over like, what the fuck? Car's just driving himself yeah. and he's just laid Chilling. back. Just got his YouTube up, no hand on the wheel. And imagine now he's running over some kid. Who's responsible there? The driver. Is it? Yeah. You don't think Elon Musk is partly responsible there? I I would want to sue both. I hate to even say this because as a father, it's my worst nightmare. But you could say, hey, why why was the kid walking out into the street? Why didn't his dad have him? She's kid. I mean, you got traffic. Kid can't just walk out into the street. I mean, what if the kid walked in the street and there was a driver driving that ran his ass over? Then whose fault is it? I mean, ultimately, it's the parents' fault, unfortunately. Um, but what? Unless there was a stoplight or something, and they were walking across the crosswalk. But I don't. Well, think, no, well, a walking signal. Though they were told them yeah. to walk, so they were legally walking across the crosswalk. And, and this and guy kid just comes was kid was through. one step ahead, two steps ahead of his dad. Not far. Yeah, I have a friend who's a really big Tesla fan, and like buys the new one. Every year. As soon as it comes out. Whenever they put a new, like, plaid, he only gets the plaid ones. What's Those are the ones that one? are just, like, the $170,000 ultra-fast. Is like, this the SUV or is this the... Well, uh, they just came out with the SUV. He just bought one of those. Um, but he has the Type S, and now he has uh-huh. the Type X also. He showed me 
the autonomous driving, you're not legally allowed to have your hand off the steering wheel. It won't drive autonomously unless you have your hand on the steering wheel. So it wants you to have your hand on the steering wheel and it wants you to be looking. We're not encouraging you to take a nap. So you can buy a special device that clamps on the steering wheel and acts like your hand. The car doesn't know the difference between this device that's clamped on the steering wheel and your hand. And it's not sold by Tesla. It's like an aftermarket device. So you can clamp this device on here and now you can take your eye off the road. In other words, Tesla has it set up to where it won't operate unless your hand is on your the hand wheel. is on the wheel. These people, they don't have their hand on the wheel. So it's their fault, unfortunately, for everybody. I mean, so it's a horrifying thing. But it's dude, that's fu it's fucking common sense. Right. It's not that good. Not yet. You're, you know, and the worst part of it is you can be so stupid and careless with your own life in so many different ways. You're basically in a missile when you're in a car as it pertains to a human being on the side of the road. Right, absolutely. It's basically a missile. It's a death sentence. You could be so careless with everyone with else's everyone life. everyone around you. I mean, it's a pretty, that's really sad, man. Worst nightmare. Back to the Guidestones. Uh, okay, so number eight was balance personal rights with social duties. I'm not on board with that because um, you're basically taking rights away from people who aren't performing their social duties. Right. Who's... Who's to say? To say what your social duties are. Which, if someone is telling you what your social duties are, you're not living in a free country. So this is implying New World Order. To me, that's and, what it's right. implying. Right, so these rules are outlining a one-world government, and that's the same thing that the, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, Party of Davos, that's what all of the elites are propagating as well. It's the same type shit. Number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. I saw the video. Someone tried to blow these motherfuckers up. Yeah. And it's yeah, being investigated by the Georgia Bureau. GBI. GBI, yeah. Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Right. I heard when it went down that people were calling into the police station and apparently everybody at the police station, I don't know how many people work at the Elberton police station. Town, you know. No, but everyone was there at the bomb site yeah, investigating. Yeah. No one could be reached. I mean, dude, you're talking about a big, powerful explosive to blow that slab of granite in half like it did. You'd need something serious. Professional. Well, there's lots of professionals around here. There's lots of professionals <laughs> around. I know how to build a bomb. You've got binary explosives that are very powerful like that. We're living in very interesting times. It seems to be that the the big battle of humanity right now is between open societies and closed societies. Open societies where the state serves the people or closed societies where the people serve the state. And right. you have many examples of closed societies in the world. China. China's one. And North Korea. North Korea. Um, Russia. Russia. <laughs> and a lot of times, open societies get overthrown by communist regimes, and they get turned into closed societies, right. like Venezuela. And the way that the overthrowers do that is by just absolutely destroying and crashing the markets of these the economies. Country. The economies just destroy the economy, destroy the food supply, destroy the gas, make everything so expensive that nobody can afford it. And now all of a sudden people are waiting in bread lines and you got them. Now we need you to feed us. 
That's it. And provide us with power. And provide us with gas. And provide us with clean water. And now we're a closed society. And now we're a closed society because now we serve the state. What just happened in Japan, as you texted me earlier, Ben, this was like a JFK type assassination. Yeah, Shinzo Abe. um, A uh, very well-liked and a very respected Japanese leader. Prime minister. He was the the longest standing prime minister in Japanese history. He served two terms between, I think, 2005 and 2020. You know, Japan has very tight gun control. This this weapon was handmade. It was a pistol. And this guy... I, I was heard it was like a homemade shotgun type deal. Did yeah. you see the rounds go off? I no. saw a video. No. I couldn't see the, the, the prime minister in the video. But when you see the smoke... Yeah. That comes off these shells. It's almost like a bomb. So like to me, I like Yeah, he knew what he was doing. I mean, this guy, the person who shot former Prime Minister Abe didn't fight, didn't run, just, just surrendered. There. And he said, Yeah, you know, I just I, I've I've been wanting to kill this guy for a while. I wasn't happy with him as the Prime Minister. They went to his house and there was just bombs and shit all over the place that the guy was tinkering with and making. Oh wow. Yeah. And so this guy was like pretty sophisticated gun and bomb maker because you can't really buy guns there you can't buy guns no so he resorted to making them shot him in the back if you want to kill somebody buying a weapon making a weapon yes you can could be sacrificing the rest of your life yeah for that event these people want to die this guy knows that no matter what happens to him He will forever be in the history books as the guy who assassinated Shinzo Abe. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's immortalized. It's his legacy. Yeah, he's literally immortalized. Not in a good way, but immortalized nonetheless. Not in a good way to most, but I'm sure some will find inspiration. Yeah. uh, As sick as that is. As sick as that is, and it is sick. And it's the same thing with these mass shooters. I mean, this guy wasn't trying to run away. What about the 4th of July shooting? We hadn't even Fourth addressed of July that shooting. yet. Yeah. Talk about fucked up. You know, the guy was a rapper. Did you see the picture of this I mean, fucking... I didn't know him. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure, Ben? <laughs> I know you're, you are I'm a in rapper. the underground rap uh, game. Right. Well, yeah. He looked pretty weird to me. He had, no, like, dude, colored he was, hair and he stuff. He was a weird-looking white trash dude. You and know. his dad bought him the gun. After, apparently, he had spoken to his dad about wanting to shoot shit up a couple months before. His dad should be charged. 100%. So how many died at the fourth? Is it six? I believe it was four to, yeah, was it six people? Six people. Six died, 24 injured or something like that? Yeah, ranging from the age of, like, young, four or five years. Fourth of July parade, the guy's on top of a building. Shooting. Shooting an AR-15 down on top of people. Spraying into the crowd, basically, which is horrible. What I'm saying is that he could have caused a lot more people damage. who know how to use that weapon could have killed everybody there in five minutes or a lot more people, let's say. But that's the thing. The people who know their way around weapons are typically the good guys. Right. They're hunters. They're Americans. They believe in the Second Amendment. They're ex-military. They're ex-military. They they have a a weapon to protect their family. If you have a weapon in your home, I really hope you know how to shoot it. You know your way around it. Because I can promise you this, if you're ever in a situation where you have to use it, you're much less likely to be able to follow through with that unless you really know cold how to 
load it, close it, cock it, put it on safety, shoot it, etc. This guy, he's 18 years old. He gets this thing, and he goes out and he just kills all these people, these innocent people. And for what? So now he can have his name be associated with this it's a event. Sick, dude, it's a sick, sick obsession that really sick people have. They have no, I guess they have no other purpose in their lives, and they just want to lash out. So they're known forever in the history books. But you know what? The best way to honor these assholes is by not honoring them at all. By not speaking their name, I know that'll never happen because the news gets a hold of it and they want to report what asshole did this and who this asshole was. I mean, I wish we didn't shoot them, though. I wish we caught them medieval style, tortured them in public, like for days, (laughs) like like in a way that was so disturbing. Rack Rack them. Dude, in a way that was so disturbing and inhumane, which is equal to what they've done so disturbing and inhumane that literally the price to pay if you got caught would be so terrifying terrifying that it wouldn't be worth it and 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 then you'd have them you'd probably still have them doing it and popping themselves in the head committing suicide because basically it's a suicide mission right but the thing is that's the easy way out you don't have to deal with the consequences yes you lost lost your life too but that's over in a flash but you wanted to lose your life anyways so instead of having the courage to just end your life and not hurt anyone else, you have to take a bunch of innocent people with you. Who were just trying to enjoy a 4th of July parade. Yeah, and innocent nonetheless. And, and Children and, in a classroom. And getting back to the Japanese ex-prime minister, yes. or I don't know if you still refer to him as the prime minister, even though he's not currently the acting The former as prime one. minister. Right. Yeah. Okay, you didn't like the guy. You didn't like maybe what... He stood for policies he might have changed. Yes. But you know what? You're not in that position to make decisions for millions and millions of people as to what is the best choice at that moment. Granted, I'm not saying that every decision you're going to like or not like. Right. But you could see that this prime minister was essentially a good guy, I thought. And I guess that that is a perception. He was a conservative. He was a nationalist. He loved Japan. He loved the country. He wanted to keep the production of automobiles. And I mean, he was a nationalist. He wanted to build up the country. He was right leaning. He was a conservative. A lot of people don't like that at all. It's like Donald Trump, this whole thing like orange man bad. Orange man? I've never even heard that. Orange man bad. It means that it doesn't matter what he says or what he does. We hate it. We're not even listening. If it's coming out of his mouth, it's incriminating. In whatever way we can find it to be incriminating, we're going to, and then we're going to try to prosecute him for whatever. Even if he did good things for the country, it doesn't matter. We hate him so bad. That's orange man. That's the orange man bad theory that the left ultimately took on Donald Trump. They see him as a poison. (laughs) And, you know, Donald Trump and Shinzo Abe were actually good friends. It was an incredible relationship. Yeah, he had had, uh, meetings like 12 times or something. Trump got him to put $20 into the U.S. economy. They built a lot of um, car manufacturing plants here in the uh, United States to be sold within the United States. So that was Trump's whole thing, right? Right. The nationalist approach. Twenty billion he got. Abe got the car people to, you know, I think Toyota, Kia. I think there's a couple others. It's incredibly sad. You know, it's interesting because I do a lot of research 
politically on both sides of the spectrum. I look at both sides pretty open-mindedly, and there's definitely things going on with either side. But that being said, I typically find myself somewhere in the middle, but probably right-leaning from the perspective that I let everyone speak for themselves. I let the results speak for themselves. I'm not going to take a position against somebody just because I don't like them. Right. I want to look at what they do. Right. Do they do, they do what they say they're going to do? They get up and say they're going to do something. Do they do it? Do they put action towards it? Do, yeah. Do they put action behind their words or are they just full of it? You know, right. is what I look at. Anyways, I, it's just a horrible, horrible tragedy. Our thoughts definitely go out to his family and sure. the uh, people of Japan who have lost someone that um, that a lot of people had a lot of faith in and um, and that they held up, shot down by a coward in a very cowardly way. In the back, nonetheless. At least go the slap back. him in the face with your glove and challenge him to a duel. Exactly. But don't be a coward and shoot somebody in the back with your homemade fucking janky-ass gun. Skin the guy in the public square. <laughs> Scalp him. Skin him, Like dude. the Indians. Did. Start at the feet. Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. You know, I they used want, to do that. But in the medieval times, bro, they would skin people. They would rack them. They would In fucking, public. Yeah. Like, imagine being skinned. How bad that would hurt. Ooh. Having all your skin ripped off. Oh. I don't want to think about it. That would I hurt. mean, I bet if we skinned a couple of these mass shooters... In public. In public, on the internet, or some shit like that. Streamed it live. Yeah. But now we're getting into like, you know, that's like the type of shit that ISIS does. Right. I mean, they do crazy shit like that now. Right. You know, well, over in the Muslim world, bro. That's why- That Sharia law shit, they ain't playing around. You steal something, they chop your hand off. Right. End of story. That is this week's episode of Man Fused. If you have any thoughts, concerns- Show topics, please hit us up at manfuse.com. We will sure answer your questions and um, take your uh, show topic ideas. As long as your name's not Eric and you want to talk about pegging. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Eric. We do love you. All right. <laughs> Peace <laughs> Good out. Good luck with that. <laughs>